0: 1 Through 48, but Pastor Sam has whittled uh, it down a little bit for me. So it's going to be Acts Sam 34 to 43. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God Smiths to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ
1: who is Lord
0: of all. You know what has happened through the promise of the beginning in Galilee after the baptism of the John Lynch, how God anointed Jesus a Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews. And, he, and in Jerusalem, they healed him by hanging him on the cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he raised from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed. Judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, and everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sin through his name. This is God's word. And the children can now come forward for children's moment. Hey. Okay. okay, who for breakfast this morning?
2: Did anybody have eggs for breakfast? You did? You did too? Yeah, what did
0: they Eggs and orange juice. orange Did any How do you I like your eggs? Like did, did you yeah. have a yeah. scramble Yeah. Great. Yeah. great. Yeah. great. Yeah. great. Yeah. great. Yeah. great. You know, I we're gonna talk a little bit about those today. And we've got some wonderful different people that just switch thank you. That's um Oh okay, it's probably small. Okay. Well let's all of it, you know, this has anything there. So what's that you know? This kind of thing, right? So I can. Yeah. Did you just stay at 18 minutes for Ready? No, you didn't. So, maybe, we've got a special box here. It is full. These a Roman. Oh, look at those. They're real. Oh, this isn't. Remember, these are not our goals. really Okay. Alright. So we have a few of the beautiful brown, you're beautiful. And hold it up, just can you stand up and hold it up so people can you and, it See? and you stand up and hold up your people show that? Oh, okay!
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here Here! Here! You know what? Here. <laughs> I'm not sure where went. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, and this is like a
2: little girl dance. It's like a little girl dance.
0: All right. Now, the interesting thing about it is we've got these beautiful colored the eggs. So, we know what a dance is like when we try to eat something, right? We go through pregnant. We'll do it in the second round. that looks like an did, right? That we're used to, right? Right, right. right. He's used to make cookies. Hi, family. And what do you think it looks like on the inside of this one? Do you think it looks brown? Looks different? Do you think this is a mark? Is that kind of like a yeah. That's my, I remember this thing? Yeah. I saw this. Now, back this one. It looks, it looks amazing, it? Like the same, doesn't it?
2: Does that look the same? It does! It does! How about
0: this one? Do you crack it? I'm being practical. Okay, let me play it. Well, oh, great I'll have you good point. Alright, excellent. And that mm-hmm. was right. So here we go. They're all the same on the inside, aren't they? Mm-hmm. How about that? They still these like eggs, right? They're all the same. Well the reason I talk about it, you do have eggs, you guys brought those to me. I really appreciate you for sharing that. What do the chickens look like? Mm-hmm. They live. What colors are they? Are they white? Or brown? Or red? No. Nope. No? Brown is brown? Okay. A different color.
2: Do you want No.
0: Well, the reason I talk about this is that this is the same way it is with people. People may look different on the outside, but on the inside. I
2: think she has
0: in the inside they are all we're all the same each one of us are the same on the inside what's most important is what's in our think. and the first day when, when they were reading the scripture Simon Peter was one of one of uh, Jesus' disciples he was a jew and now he believed that god sent jesus just for the jews he had just as certain to serve like. people he liked We would think that maybe Jesus was sent just for us here. Well, God gave Peter a vision. And in that vision, it showed him that God created all people and that he loved each one the same. After God showed him that, Peter said, I now realize that God does not show partiality. He accepts people from every nation who fear him and do what is right. God also showed Peter that he must tell to the good news of Jesus, that Jesus is Lord of all,
3: so that everyone
0: believes in him and has hope to be forgiven for their sins. Now, I don't know if you guys remember saying this song um, Jesus loves little children. Did you hear Jesus loves children. All the little children of the world. Ready for mommy, mommy's break my hand. Look we might be a precious infant like Jesus loves the live to open the world. Sometimes you sing those songs. You gotta
2: remember, did she sing that
0: all a good song? I know. that's great. Well next time you sing it, I would really think about that. About how God makes all these different colors of children. But we're all the same. And again, it's what's in our hearts that's important. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to love others as you do, without foreshadowing. Help us to tell the good news that Jesus is Lord of all, and that all who believe in His name will for have forgiveness. Amen. Let's take this time to welcome everyone around us from the children of the earth.
3: Father, we thank you for the opportunity to fellowship with our brothers and sisters of Metamormon and our church. Uh, we thank you for the joy and unity of coming together under you. Now, Father, we ask, as we are desperate to hear a word from you, speak, Lord, for your service on listening, uh, that we might have your word hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you. Help, O oh God, that we might see Jesus, and we walk in fellowship with him. In Jesus Christ, in God we pray, amen. Amen. First, I want to just thank again to my friend, pastor and leadership of the mennonite Church, Pastor Eric Potter, for this opportunity to come to fellowship um, with the Metamorpho-Mennonite Church. Thank you for your great hospitality as always. I am grateful for this fruitful relationship that I've developed in uh, this partnership and this worship we have done together in these many years. Uh, this part of this ministry, this gospel the potentiality of coming together is what the gospel is all about that the gospel is to include and not to exclude. Dealing with our service series today, dealing with inclusion coming from the Acts 10th chapter. When we are using the word inclusive, we are referring to the practice or policy of providing equal access to opportunities and resources for people who might otherwise be excluded or marginalized, such as those who have physical or intellectual disabilities and members of other minority groups. I highlight that because we are hearing all the time, right, DDI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and, I'm, and I believe a lot of people have been burned out by that saying, we don't need this, we don't need that, but the problem is that when we don't understand what it is, we don't understand what we need. When we have been conditioned to a and we thinking that what, how things are or how they should be and we're not going to change, then we'll never grow. We need to grow past our conditions and the conditions that have conditioned us be inflexible and learn to be flexible and be open to things that challenge our thoughts. You were told that one part of town was not safe. You were told that you were not smart enough or you are not good enough. You were told that you can't do this because of this, whatever the reason may be. I also think about the video that went out of a young girl talking about how she wanted to be Barack Obama. But the problem was her parents said, we can't be Barack Obama because you your wife. But the problem was she did not want to be Barack Obama because he was black. She wanted to be president of the United States.
2: <laughs>
3: but what happened was that they did not see President Barack Obama as president of the United States. They saw him as a black man. So they reduced him to something that she could not achieve. Instead of when, we, when I was young, I was told I could be president. But I could see a black president. But it's different how when we have been conditioned to see something one way, when somebody changes the narrative, now all of a sudden it doesn't make any sense. So this young little girl is saying, I want to be Barack Obama. It's basically, all she's saying is that I want to be president. We cannot be what we have not seen. And when we limit people, then we are not including them. We're excluding them, saying, because I've never seen it before, it cannot be done. Here in our text today, we see Peter being challenged in this thought process, and God wants him to see the bigger picture. Simon Peter is in Java doing the great ministry there. Uh, Peter had healed Aeneas. Uh, when he was paralyzed and bedridden, and says in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And Aeneas woke, rolled up his mat and got up and walked. Then Tabitha, also in Greek, is Dorcas. She became ill and died. They prepared her for her burial. She's in the upper room. But, Jesus, but Peter goes there and raises her up from the dead. This awesome ministry of Simon has grown and, and, and his fame has grown that he is now Simon Peter, staying at Simon the Tanner's house in Java. But then we move to Caesarea, to where Cornelius is, where our text is going to take us. Before I get there, I want to highlight something here. If you are studying going through Acts, you might notice there's a pivot coming here, right here, right here, in this 10th chapter. There's a pivot happening. Uh, Jesus says in Acts 1 and 8, when he tells them, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea, into Samaria, into the ends of the earth. I want to highlight here. That he's pointing out that you're going to start here and you're going to spread to the outer parts of the world. This is the part of the, the beginning of the gospel spreading to the outer parts of the world. You're going to shift now that it's not just focusing on Jerusalem, it's not just focusing on Sudea, but now they're getting out to Samaria and to the outer parts of the world. But you get to Caesarea, that's outside of that area. And here it is that Jesus is telling them that this gospel message is going to take you out to other places and sharing this gospel message. So when you get into this 10th chapter, you're going to see the shifting of, of now the spreading out and the diaspora and people being pushed out. And you see the 12th chapter and you see the movement of Paul and the ministry and the Antioch church. This is the shifting here of showing that the gospel is for everybody. I'll tell your name, the gospel is for everybody. And one thing I want to highlight about both these characters Cornelius and Peter, that they know how to pray. Ask your neighbor, do you know how to pray? When I'm asking this, is that we pray, but oftentimes, why do we pray? Here it is that Cornelius is praying because he's desperate to know more about God. Here it is Peter's praying because he's desperate for direction from God. My question for you, why do we pray? Oftentimes, we pray when we want something. I want a new house, I want a new car, I want a better job, I want to go on vacation. Those prayers sound familiar. But then when we are sick, I want to get healthy, I want to get well, right? We all those other times. But then I say, Lord, help me to evangelize. Lord, help me witness to someone. Help me reach somebody that's lost. Those are the prayers that sometimes we don't pray as much that need to be part of our prayer. And part of this prayer is that Cornelius wants, Lord, I want to know who you are. I want to know who you are. But I don't have all the access to know who you are as well as somebody else does. We see both characters approached by God in the time of prayer. They were both committed to seeking God in time of prayer and worship. We too must seek to honor God in our time of prayer and worship. In our prayer life, we become more sensitive to the Spirit of God and His direction in our lives. This opens us up to be taught by the Lord so that we can do His good and perfect will. Peter is in Joppa, Cornelius is in Caesarea, but God is everywhere. Cornelius, the captain of the Italian regiment, is known to be a devout man of God, a God-fear. Notice that I want to highlight his leadership that it says his whole household. So that means his soldiers, everybody's under his employ, are doing what he says to do. And he says, we're going to follow God, sort of like Joshua's. For me and my household, we're going to serve the Lord. So he made a moment to say that we're going to be different than everybody else. My question for you to think about, can people see the difference in your life and in your household? The challenge is that we're not trying to prove that we're perfect, but the point is, can they see that we're trying to be different? Uh, I was at a few more witnesses. Uh, we we are not perfect. We are not without sin. We have issues in our lives. But yeah, when we show people what grace looks like, what mercy looks like, what forgiveness looks like, we show them what Christianity looks like. We don't walk around like I'm holy now and i never mess it up. We walk around so I'm beaten. I'm beaten down, but I'm thanking God for His grace and His mercy. That's going to reach more people than you walk around as if you can walk on water. What we find out, Cornelius, in in his time of prayer, verse 3 of chapter 10. One afternoon, about 3 o'clock, he had a vision of which he saw an angel of God coming towards him. Cornelius, the angel said, Cornelius stared at him in terror. What is it, sir? He asked the angel. And the angel replied, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have been received by God as an offering. Now send some men to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He is staying with Simon a tanner who lives near the seashore. Now, I want you to highlight here that in his time of prayer, God comes to him. Again, remember, we need to be in time of prayer. Again, when we're in prayer, it opens up to be more sensitive to the Spirit of God. In our time of prayer, we are more open to realize that it's not about me, but it's all about him. But also, simultaneously, on the next day, Peter, in his time of prayer, has an encounter with God. Verse 9, verse 10, the same chapter. The next day, as Cornelius' messages were nearing the town, Peter went up on the flat roof to pray. It was about noon, and he was hungry. But while a meal was being prepared, he fell into a trench. What I want to highlight here is that both of them were honoring the Jewish tradition of praying at least three times a day. And at different moments and times of prayer, God ministered to them in different ways. And here it is that A journey away that he came to Cornelius. Now Peter, in his time of prayer, is about to be interrupted from this trance he had of food coming down. God says, "The killer needs." He says, "I don't touch anything unclean." And and before Peter can process everything, what God has already been doing in the process has showed up at his door. And the Spirit tells Peter, "You need to go down and check this out." Verse 15, he tells Peter, but the voice spake, don't call anything unclean. God has made it clean. As Peter's pounding, these, these three men show up, and the Spirit tells them to go and visit with them. They are welcome into their house, and the next day they journey to Caesarea. Peter sees the bears being broken. We are evil. Verse 25, we see here, as Peter entered his home, Cornelius fell at his feet and worshipped. I'm going to highlight something very different. Peter did not have to come. But God let him know that there's something bigger happening here than you. That you have, you have allowed yourself just to be fellowshipping with, with your Jewish brothers and sisters. You're sharing this great gospel message, but yet the gospel is for everybody. Jesus is for everybody. So now he's taking a journey from leaving a place of comfort, going to Syria, going to see a Roman soldier. Y'all, y'all understand, um, you know, Peter ran away from these Roman soldiers. Y'all quiet on uh, Y'all, when they came to get Jesus... Uh, uh, Peter was like, I ain't got nothing to do with y'all. And, and they say, I know you. He's, he's, he cursed and says, I don't know none of y'all. I don't know what y'all are talking about. These same Roman souls, they were hiding in locked doors when Jesus came back and appeared to them. But now he's going boldly into this house. Y'all don't hear me. When we are standing on God's truth, we can boldly walk. And walk across the road, walk across the aisle, and say, we come together in unity, standing on this great gospel. But notice here that Cornelius now was at a disadvantage. Uh, Cornelius does not have the same information. He doesn't have the same access. Uh, He does not know all the information that Peter knows, but yet he knows that Peter's something great because he heard of the news. We know the fame. Peter's been raising people up from the dead. Peter's making people that are laying able to walk. Peter's doing amazing things. Peter's one of the twelve. They probably heard about it. Peter did walk on water. So they probably, like, this is somebody special coming here. Notice what happens when he sees him. He falls at his feet and worship him. But verse 26, it says, but Peter pulled him up and said, stand up. I'm a human being just like you. Peter pointed out to him, I'm not greater than you. I'm the same as you. That is deep. That is deep because Cornelius did not feel the same as you. But Peter made sure to make Cornelius feel the same as him. Peter knew that he's coming from a place of privilege. But he did not use that against his friend Cornelius saying, no, we are in this together. And look what happens then. So they talked together and went inside where many others were assembled. Peter told them, you know it's against our laws for a Jewish man to enter a gentler home and like this to associate with you. But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. Peter raised them accordingly to let him know we are on equal foot. I want to talk about a little bit about the difference between equality versus equity. We hear about equality, equality means each individual or group of people is given the same resources or opportunities. And we, we have equality in our community, that is great, but we don't have equity. Equity recognizes that each person has different circumstances and, and allocates the exact resources and opportunities needed to reach an equal outcome. For example, I'm only five foot nine, so you give me a, a, a bench, I might be able to get the top fill. But somebody that's four feet tall, give them the same bench. They can't reach the shop shelf, so they're going to need a ladder. That's equity. It's not equal. The bench and the ladder are not equal, but equity gives them equal access. We live in a time now that we want people to, hey, hey, I gave you everything, so how come you're not succeeding? But yet we hear the people say, you know, the the, the the old saying, right? Pull up from your own bootstraps. But I don't have a bootstrap, so I'm going to pull myself up from my own bootstrap. Got to start somewhere. Well, I have the same education you have, but I did not have, I did start at the same places you have. When we are looking at times that we say to people, well, why are you so far behind? Well, why are you so far ahead? When we look through the times and realize that things have not always been equitable, but yet we understand it because that's why it defended it separate but equal. We knew it was separate, but it was not what? Equal. And equal means this, that how can my book, which is a math book, which is outdated, be equal to your new math book? And so we living in a time now that we understand that we thought the idea of equity was equal to equal, but we found out that it's not. And now we gotta work even better to make sure that, how do we make sure we're all on an even plan, that everybody has access? That we're not limited, looking down on other people, saying, well, if I was in your position, I would do this. Well, if you are in my position, you would know how I would do But notice what happens here, is that Peter and Cornelius communicate. They talk one to another, they come in and they communicate. One way to have inclusion is that I gotta learn how to include you into the conversation i got to understand your lived experience and realize your lived experience is different than my lived experience. And I can't say that my experience is better than yours. I can say it's different. And one thing is that us being different is a good thing because God made us unique and special. We are fearfully and wonderfully made for a reason. And it's a beautiful thing because I don't know about you, but I get tired of myself sometimes. And so there's more people like me. I'll be, I'll be out of my mind.
1: But yet, when I realize that diverse,
3: is people I want to be around, I want to be like, I learn from, I create from, that's what makes us who we are. Peter realizes that and says, come on, let us come. And notice also, Peter points out, that me coming into this house is breaking a tradition that I was taught, that I was told to me, that I should not come into your house, but here I am. Peter lets them know they both stand on equal ground before the Lord. Peter also recognizes that he has been privileged with knowing Jesus and witnessing him personally. And he's able to share this truth with Cornelius. Cornelius is ecstatic of the acceptance of the invitation of this renowned leader, Simon Pugh, who has worked such great American, I'm sorry, worked such great miracles. What I want to talk about again about inclusion that we oftentimes definitely here in Illinois, and you should go and do research in Cairo, Illinois. Uh, there's, there was a pool there that they didn't want the blacks to be in the pool, so instead of letting people swim in the pool, because every time a black person got to the pool, they would drain the pool, put the water back in, you know the water cost a lot of money. They just semen in the pool. They just closed the pool down so nobody was going to swim, so we just get rid of everything. Exclusive, not inclusive. So nobody had any pool to go into to the play, they just semen it over. And that was just one example, but there's other pools in there, many American, American, in American cities, that's what they did. In order to say, we don't want people swimming in our pools, we'll just semen them up and close them out, because we don't want you to touch it, because if you touch it, it makes it unclean. So think about how somebody's doing because they can't drink from this water fountain because it's unclean. How can I make it unclean, but yet, here's other thing too, that I'm unclean, but yet I can feed your children, I can cook your food. But I can't swim in your same swimming pool. We we know it don't make sense, but we made it make sense. Because we make stuff up to make ourselves feel good. But yet when we realize that God does not show any partiality, God does not show any favoritism, how can we say we love God and love our neighbor as ourselves, but we don't love our neighbor as ourselves? We have to listen to the different experiences, acknowledge the journeys that we all have. Peter and Cornish had a different journey, but they are now in the same place, on the same plane, because of God's guidance. Y'all see that? They had different journeys, but they're in the same place, on the same plane, because of God opening up their eyes. Remember what they had in common? Time of prayer. They spent individually time of prayer, seeking God and asking God, and God blessed them and opened them up. So now came that Peter enters into this home, so and that God has opened him up to see the bigger picture in verse 29. It's Acts 10 chapter, he says, So I came without objection. As soon as I was sent for, now tell me why you sent for me. Peter said, I came without objection. Peter has not fully understood what's happening here. But he understands that something good is happening here, and I want to be a part of whatever is happening. Corners retells his experience that led him to me. And I'm going to reread this in verse 30 to 33. Four days ago, I was praying in my house about this same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in dazzling clothes was standing in front of me. He told me, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard, and your gifts to the poor have been noticed by God. Now I send messages to John, and summon a man named Simon B. He is staying in the home of Simon, a tanner who lives near the seashore. So I sent for you at once. It was good for you to come. Now we are all here, waiting before God to hear the message the Lord has." See that thing? He says, now we are all here waiting on you. The message God has given to you. And this now awakens Peter. This revelation to preach this message to them. And then Peter replied, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what. Is right. That preached all by us. Peter didn't stop but he kept on going on. But that's the greatest introduction. He says, I see living now. God shows no favoritism. In every nation, he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. One of the popular quotes from Dr. King says, Oh, it's the right time to do the right thing. God shows no favor. God is our model that we should show no favoritism. We should not be unfair and biased for any reason. God shows us that we are to be welcoming to all people and treat all with dignity, love, and respect. Through this great gospel, I believe we can see healing in our nation, see unity in our community through this great gospel. When we see that we are beautiful, God's children, Call to love and serve one another. We make a beautiful picture. How can I withhold what is good from you, what is good for me? Why would I limit your success when your success is good for me? Why would I turn up hate when I should turn it down and turn up love? We should show more grace and more mercy and less bias and favoritism and prejudice. We should not fuel all of the gaslight and hating, but we should fuel more grace and mercy and forgiveness and understanding. That's why Peter opened up his mouth and let Cornelius know about this great gospel. Tell your neighbor, what Jesus says. That's what Peter said in verses 34 to 43. That's what he said right there. I want to read it all to you. He just said that Jesus says. And when he's told them about what Jesus, says, this is how Jesus says, He says, Jesus died on the cross. He defeated death. But on the third day, he got, he's giving Cornelius the Hey, now everybody did not see what we saw, but we saw him. He did resurrect. And, and that's why we know. We don't know what we will be, but we'll be like him. And, and here's the thing about what we'll be like him we'll be able to transcend, <laughs> we'll be able to eat. We'll be able to fellowship and catch it. We won't ever die again. But that's on the other side. But while we're here on earth, we ought to show what it means to come together. And while we're coming together, we realize that we are dead to sin. So what is sin? Sin causes separation. Sin is separation from God. So how can we say, I love God, but I love separation? You stay on your side, I stay on my side. But I love you. I-, I love you, but stay over there. I- I- I'll come by when I feel like you. But I-, but I love you. I-, I love you, but put the wall up because I don't want to see you on my neighborhood. So I'm going to put the in to keep you out. I love you, but I'm going to call the police on you because I, I haven't seen my neighborhood before I don't feel safe around you. I, I love you, but I'm going to grab my purse thinking you're going to grab my purse out of my shopping cart when I see your cart's already full. See, the thing is about when we do separations is that I otherize people, I separate you because you don't look like me, you don't live by me, you don't talk like me, so I don't love you like I love me. But yet, if you really understand that God made us all different. And so when we love one another, we love each other because of the differences that we are. We are fearfully and wonderfully. And when we love one another, we realize that he died not just for me, but he died for you. When he died for you, he died for me. And when I realize that we are all wretched. In need of God's grace, Jesus says, from the utmost to the guttermost. When we understand that, when we stand in his presence, we are nothing but filthy rags. When we stand in his presence, there's nothing we have done to deserve anything that we have. But when we stand in his presence, we realize we all our walks by the blood of the Lamb. When we stand in his presence, we realize that it was not but my mind my strength, but by my might, but by His grace. And that's why Peter's telling them nothing, saying like, everybody needs to see, but we saw it, and now He told us that we gotta go tell somebody else how good God is. Peter understands that this gospel is good for everybody. Micah 6 and 8, y'all know this. Know, old oh people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what He requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy. And walk humbly with your God. I know Peter knew this because he echoed that same verse in verse 36. He says, This is the message of the good news of our people of Israel that there is peace with God through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. If he's Lord of all, you will follow him, you will obey him, and you will do what is right. And then also Peter points out, because if he's Lord of all, guess what? He's the Lord of all. He's Lord of the Lord of the living. He's the God of the living, which means this, that God is still in control. The same power that rose from the, the grave works in you. By Peter was preaching that God was moving, that the Holy Spirit came over the people. And he said, who can you say that they can't be baptized? He understood the power of God is moving. Well, There's power in this gospel. Peter responds in verse 42 what uh, God told him to do. He says, he ordered us to preach everywhere. I want to highlight it. He ordered us to preach everywhere. To testify that Jesus is the one appointed by God. To be the judge of what? Of all the living and the dead. Well, I want to encourage us as we're going to preach this gospel. We may not see a whole house being baptized that same night as Peter was able to see in Cornelius. But tell your neighbor it takes time. This is a journey of healing. This is a journey of forgiveness. This will be a journey that we'll have to take for catch this, that we might end up in the same place. Peter and Cornelius did not know they were to leave, but they didn't. And when they met, they were ready to see what God was going to do in their lives. And this all happened with their reverence for the Lord. Their reverence for God. I want to encourage us that we too must have the same kind of reverence for God because he is just and he is right. Psalm 19:9 says, Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. Verse 10, I'm sorry, chapter 10, verse 35, Peter echoes, In every nation he accepts those who fear him and do what is right. I encourage us, let us do what is right. Let us not look for somebody else to take lead, but we already know what we ought to do. Let us show what others what righteousness looks like. Let us show others what grace looks like. Let us show others what mercy looks like. Let us be inclusive. Let us not be exclusive. Let us show what mercy and love looks like. For this great gospel, what Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you for this great gospel. We thank you, Lord, for you are Lord. You are exalted above all. We thank you, Lord, that you died for our sins and that you defeated them, arising from the grave on the third day. And we thank you, Lord, that all calling in the Lord shall be saved. We thank you, Lord, that you break down all barriers, all divisions. And so, Father, we're just trusting in you right to help us be the change agents we desire to be, that we see healing, we see reconciliation within our community, within our homes. And, Father, we ask you to begin with us, start with us, lead us into your presence. Jesus. Amen. Thank you, God bless you.
0: Thank you for there's a concern date. are reminding us our place and what he did. So the last
2: one is to
0: mm-hmm. oh. No. <sighs> and
2: that's <it> yet. Um, <laughs> um,
0: Oh, here's another thing. So. When um, you guys come in and play with me, it's
1: up here, um, um, you know, prayer requests are shared sometimes they are
3: for something
1: coming up, something's a celebration of what has been. So if it's, for something that's in your mercy, Lord, here are our prayers, in your prayers, and if it's a great awesome celebratory thing things in your business, Lord, you do things. So, see, go ahead. And Cindy.
0: Hi, uh, Kristen is coming home from the hospital today. Uh, She um, will have a little bit of...
1: So we're gonna do that again get canceled. So we're writing tables uh, open for our church, four people from the Madame Baptist church, getting together for a meal. If you are interested in that contact Pastor Sam or myself, and we'll be those set up for this fall. So just warning, it's hey, working together, loving it. Come on, it's gonna be fun. I'm in it, I'm in it. Okay, thanks uh, yes, this Saturday at 5 30, right here, here, they now we're going to be here just for 30 minutes though. Then we're going to go have eggs and we're going to pick up their, and then come back and pick up your children if you need them here. And so, for y'all here, uh, this is Fernando I One of them, one of